Could we just get you to, um, I don't know if you want to say your, your government name as well, if you just want to say Egg, but uh, basically just say it and how it's spelled. Okay, cool. And like, yeah. yeah, I won't use the gubby, but um, <laughs> like just say like, yo, what's up? This is. Yeah, like just say like, yeah, just say your okay, name cool. and then say how it's spelled. Word. And, uh, and, and socials. Cool. Um, yo, this is Egg. That's E dot G G elevation for the greater good. You can find me on uh, Instagram um, at uh, Alverstone backwards. Again, that's E-N-O. Well, I'm going to just say it like you can s- sound it out as Enots <laughs> Revla. Find me on Instagram um, and on SoundCloud. You can find me at E.GG. Again, that's Egg. Elevation for the Greater Good. Hey, y'all. You're listening to Studio 393 on 101.5 UMFM. You can find us in the skywalk between the Hudson Bay and Portage Place, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Monday to Friday. Welcome back to 101.5 UMFM. I'm Josh, sitting here with Ari, and you are listening to This Is 393. And today, we have a very special guest. Now, this third of the Winnipeg-based hip-hop collective Three Pete has established his solo career with a soulful discography blending heavyweight lyricism with jazzy production, placing him among the greats in our city, in my opinion. Um, He dropped 1873 just over a year ago as a follow-up to his 2016 LP, Alverstone. And he's continued to grow his catalog by releasing Smoke and Mirrors in late November. Please welcome Egg. My man, that was a very well, well written introduction. Yeah, I you know, that. I'm a I'm a fan, and yeah. I uh, was told about this interview a few weeks ago, and like I wrote that like a few weeks ago, like I was like That's prepping awesome, it, man. like uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the name Egg because um, I understand that that's an acronym, right? Yeah. Um stands for elevation for the greater good um but it's my been my nickname since i was like a kid that comes my my older my older homies like basically gave me that nickname because it was you originally egg roll right yeah yeah sound yeah yeah. (laughs) you studying yeah yeah no i know my stuff man i'm a fan bro that's what's up uh yeah so um so is there what um what goes into that that name for you like where'd that come from the acronym yeah uh i because i feel like um you know what, to be honest, at first it was, like, very tough to find the acronym for it. Yeah. Like, I was, like, I was really trying to, trying to, um, you know, put different words together. Mm. But uh, I think I think where Elevation for the Greater Good came from was, like, growing up in the West End of Winnipeg, we had a lot, uh, you know, there was a lot of influences, good and bad. Yeah. So I found that the one thing that I always tried to do or that i was always kind of taught uh growing up was like anything that you do should always yeah be be putting that time towards doing something for the greater good right like always try to be be a positive uh influence in that sense right so i had a lot of positive role models Mm -hmm. growing up so i felt like that was a necessary acronym and trying to play this game of dice but that's every day i've been flying coast to coast and months getting carried away i feel like escobar with my issues i buried the weight i just want my family situated prepared for the day and trying to play this game of dice but that's every day i've been flying coast to coast and months getting carried away i feel like escobar with my issues i buried the weight i just want my family situated prepared for the day 
do this with ease over seven seas. Tune into my chakras, the world watches. Fed us knowledge through empty pockets. Real ammo flooding your optics. Narcotics, stay conscious, please. Not all we see or seem ain't always what appears to be. Giving more than your time precious. Lies vexed with social anxiety corrected. Therefore, I disconnected. Bridging the gap but fell short to the system's clutches. For me to understand the game in which my feelings stuck with due to like-minded beings. Colliding through ideas. Provided when I see us, they know it's some fly genius. Had to push off. Smoking red high as I've seen it. I'm narrating my story. Decided I try speaking. Tired of being hopeful. Been dying through time dreaming. The definition of hunger. You wouldn't know how I feel. It's each scar defining a moment. I cherish, inherit the knowledge I carry. And that's forever, y'all. Ain't trying to play this game of dice, but that's every day. I've been flying coast to coast and months getting carried away. I feel like Escobar with my issues. I buried the weight. I just want my family situated, prepared for the day. Ain't trying to play this game of dice, but that's every day. I've been flying coast to coast and months getting carried away. I feel like Escobar with my issues. I buried the weight. I just want my family situated, prepared for the day. Repurpose antiques as the man speaks. A mere hope to be nothing more than myself. I've given the city most of me like eggs. Got too many hobbies. What is he supposed to be? Anything I put my mind to. Connections are close to me. Hopefully y'all have chose to be with me throughout the failure. Cultivating my thoughts. Hands together in prayer. I've been accustomed to change. Lord knows that I breathe the testament. Bestowed upon thyself this piece of work I was destined with. Newspaper photos. I've concentrated my mind flow. Experience this life I invested into the ride. Though when these roots go deep. But that's why my music defines home Every shoe fits to your size, that's no surprise So drive slow, find me through the city with my eyes low Highs go quicker, I picture limitless skies Show the tides grow, wouldn't understand the shit that I know Therefore it's back to the mountains I need to climb Ain't trying to play this game of dice, but that's every day I've been flying coast to coast and months getting carried away I feel like Escobar with my issues, I buried the weight I just want my family situated, prepared for the day Ain't trying to play this game of dice, but that's every day I've been flying coast to coast and months getting carried away. I feel like Escobar with my issues. I buried the weight. I just want my family situated, prepared for the day. And you show a lot of love to the West End and, and Winnipeg in general 100%. through through your music. Um, mm-hmm. This uh, there's a, a huge uh, scene that, in my opinion, I think the music scene here is uh, underappreciated a lot of the time. You sort of have yeah. to go digging a bit to uh, to know what's around here. Definitely. But uh, I did want to address um, the the game of dice video because that's from. Mm-hmm. That song's on Alverson, right? Yeah. But it the video came out just a few months ago. Oh, f- yeah, yeah, this past summer. Yeah, so yeah, shout out to Intervision, my boys, my boys Tom, uh, Cole. They really like brought that uh, yeah. that that vision to life for me, but Did um yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no. Oh, um <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, game of dice like anything particularly. Um well, no, like it it's in. such a I just want to talk cuz it's such a Winnipeg video like mm-hmm. if you're involved with like community here, you recognize a bunch of people in it. Uh was that like something you knew you wanted to do from yeah, the beginning? Yeah, especially if you like listen to the song, it's very like um it's a very uh d- like it's d- very deeply rooted, right? Like mm-hmm. I think the way when you listen to the hook and like when it goes into the verses, like you can really pick out parts that are um uh it's about like 
it's about like struggles it's about um you know even like blossoming all these different mm -hmm. emotions i think like it's a it, it, but it has a lot to do with trying to just um make it in the city that we live in like yeah and when i say make it i say just you know everyday life yeah. trying to just get past the next day and yeah and and just try and whatever it is that you're pursuing you know it's just building towards whatever goal it is i think that's why the video is it's true very winnipeg it, it's uh it showcases a lot of you know features it showcases mm -hmm. a lot of um um a lot of parts of the city that you know people who are from here would know or if you've yeah, been here yeah, before yeah, you yeah. know what it is right but i think that was very important for me because it had to showcase uh not just the album itself because uh, alverstone's in the west end of winnipeg but i had to showcase that um there were there, there's tons of different people and walks of life in this city yeah. that are all just just as much as, as a part of this city than than I am I'm just at a point where I'm trying to right. bring that showcase that you know to yeah to the world so yeah it's a dope video I love that video. no that yeah you know it's mm -hmm. it's sick um I wanted to talk about as well um your your musical background because I've seen like you did that uh that project um with B&B Studios and you sort of were Doing some singing, singing more so right. than rapping. You rap too, but like, and, and we've heard that through uh, with this latest project as well. So yeah. I want to know, like, was it was it rap first? Was it just like where? How did it start? Like, where did you find your? It was it wasn't rap first. It was um, I sang for my church choir when I was like in the second grade. Tight. Yeah. So like, uh, uh, on Alverstone is Saint Edward's Church. That's my elementary school where I grew up. Okay. And the church. Uh, it's a, the school is attached to the church, so yeah. then you know, um, coming up from Catholic background, we just yeah always in church, right? Yeah. So uh, the choir at the time, a uh, bunch of kids were allowed to you know be a part of it if you wanted. They wanted the kids to be a part of it, so I remember they had put me. Uh, I think it was one uh, uh, mass I was in where they had they had me sing a solo part. Nice. So it's kind of nerve wracking. Yeah. I remember like, yeah, I remember that's where it really stemmed from. But after that, I, I had gone through a lot of phases with music. Like I w was mainly raised off of all, like, a lot of R&B music. Mm -hmm. So like growing up, my parents listened to a lot of like, you know, old school R&B music. Yeah. Like you name it, they listen to it. That Erica Badu sample at the start of Smoke and Mirrors. Cool. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's that, that. That was that was later on for sure. But like my parents listened to like, you know, um, Marvin Gaye. Yeah. 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 Right. They listened to a lot of. um yeah, just a lot, like, you know, for pop music, a lot of Michael Jackson was, like, mm. in, the, in the household, right? Like, right. it was crazy Celine Dion. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. a lot of, of R&B music, but I, I had gone through phases of music where, like, I was listening to, like, hardcore music, like, punk music, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was listening to a lot of that stuff. Then my homies put me on to, my homies put me on to a lot of hip-hop hip music. After the church choir and um, after... Uh, going through the phases of like listening to different like alternative or punk or hardcore and stuff like that i uh, a friend of mine put me on to a lot of heavy hip-hop music and like as cliche as it is like a f two of the first artists i've ever like really really dabbled listening to was Pac and big like Pac yeah. and big were the two guys at the time especially growing up as a young kid like 90 f 95 like 90 95 96 97 like was heavy like i was still super young mm -hmm. but i knew of them but yeah. i didn't get put on to Pac and big's music until maybe like 2000 like 
or no, uh, like ninety nine or like yeah. two thousand, like you know, or like that early that that early though, like maybe ninety eight, yeah, yeah. ninety nine, but so years then, are twisted. But yeah, and it just did it, it just it just caught and you. Then, yeah, from there it just was that like hip hop music was that captivating. It just yeah, I couldn't stop listening to it ever since then. Right. And um, that's where a lot of musical influences came from. Though it came from uh, a lot of R and B, though for sure. Yeah. So a lot of R and B. Do you want to? Because uh, your music, as it exists now, is sort of how like it, you can tell it has that that R and B influence. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that sort of uh, can be referring to all like all your projects for the most part. Like yeah, there's some uh, yeah. Um, I'd say so. Do you want to? Is there anything you want to do, like, going forward that you haven't maybe done yet or any new sounds, styles you want to experiment with? Uh, Yeah, most definitely. Like, I want to work a lot more with bands. Like, I want to work a lot more in, uh, like, live instrumentation. Kay. Live instrumentation is huge. Like, um, Royal Canoe uh, Band out in, uh, from Winnipeg. Yeah. They're super talented guys. I feel like... Um, they uh just did a show recently with um or like maybe a, a couple years ago or like a year back they did a show with the winnipeg symphony orchestra Dope. i'd love to do a show with the or- symphony orchestra like have all my beats yeah. have all the production transferred to yeah the orchestra and like i mean that those are those are things that i want to do but in terms of like trying different styles and stuff like i mean i'm very devoted to to rapping right now yeah you know so like even with all the dabbling in the r&b stuff it's it's really cool it's a it's it's fun at the end of the day right like i'm not trying to p- pursue a career in r&b music yeah. or anything like that yeah. but like uh rhyming rhyming has just been such a thing for me you know like it's very therapeutic so i'm definitely on the devoted to rhyming yeah so sure. are we gonna expect a hardcore gritty just rapidly rap bars maybe 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 some of that but i think but i think for the most part it's going to be a lot of what i have to do uh or what i've been doing which is just like lots of storytelling yeah lots of um uh bringing awareness right like i think that's that was something that was mentioned uh in a podcast i did with uh, my guys at at our studio was um just talking about um how a lot of my music is through the life i've been living mm-hmm. right like so a lot of what where my music comes from is just through my experiences in life so i think i'm going to continue mm-hmm. bringing that aspect um yeah. you know to kind of solidify like what i do my style and like the things i talk about right and so you can you can hear that in your in your mm-hmm. music that you're not one of those guys that just raps about nothing you know like exactly it, it, it i don't know if you've had any times where you did that uh i haven't a personally couple. heard that a couple yeah. there's like a couple moments but yeah it's no, no yeah for sure I mean, like I could say, 80, eighty to ninety percent of my stuff is, yeah, very true stuff. Right. Yeah. Once again, we are sitting here with Egg. You are listening to this is three nine three on one hundred one point five UMFM. Where's my mind been wandering off too? Lost in the madness, trying to cook up a classic. Now the issue was never about the volume, but instead about how to push out the masses. Take a look now, the competition's Jurassic. 
Empty my thoughts and pour it into these glasses. Time is of the essence, but I need to take risks. My mind, I know the chances. Better than being behind me like my ass is cash is always in between of these elastics. Now, what you talking practice? I ain't in the same discussion with people who knew me got it backwards. I've been out here going after whatever's written throughout these chapters. I pray to God, I pray to God, not a Catholic. Yo, peep game on the bracket. You know, I've been moving since my last shit. Still moving since my last with ashes, ashes. Y'all can say me in your phone under egg again. I felt the need to take it back to feel better said. My regards to the moon and stars where my head has been. No, I'm still looking grizzly on that nine to five, ten to seven shift. Taking some time, but now I'm settled in. No, I'm speeding off when the pedals spin. No specific route that I'm headed in. Still working late nights with the pen again. You know, there ain't no really telling when I'ma end. Too early to tell. I made currency till. I made poor decisions. I'm still learning to build. I felt buried until my neck worried. I feel people would judge me when in the midst of presenting my skills. But I've been moving since my last trip. Homies asking. Where I've last been $100 for a fast swim Imagine boats and water crashing For dear life Making sure the family is fashioned For real Be exercising gymnastics means I got them jumping, make a junkie do a backflip. It's tragic, but we proficient in mathematics. It's adding simple addition with dope and addicts. I put my pockets on padded and got my plan with a patent. So I ain't looking back then. Keep a right foot forward and my eyes on the rear view till I gotta slow up and down with a clear view. Y'all niggas need to grow up. Ha. I get money just to show up, aspire and adhere to the signs that I steer you clear. Pray the vision stay the same while looking in the mirror. Crystal by the glaciers and smoke by the case, bruh. Still moving in the classics since 1998, bruh. That's how I do this, I love it. My nigga saw me on the after again and ruggish. So I, uh, I did want to talk about uh, Three P briefly uh, and uh, bring up the, the Guap video that came out recently. Um, I think that's super dope, man. Uh, Shout out to Toolman. Um, how'd that uh, how'd that whole process go for for that video and the the song and and like beginning to end? Like who who started that I- idea? Steve Steve was um, the uh, had originally produced the beat. Okay. So for a lot of people that don't know the background to the to the Guap record, Steve originally had produced the beat, and uh, I remember we had finished the song. Or I think it was uh, it was done a while ago. Uh, we had all written to it. It was kind of like partially recorded. Mm. And then we had played it for Toolman when Toolman was still in the city. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, huge shout out to Toolman. But um, as soon as Toolman had heard the record, he was pretty much just adamant on on flipping the beat. Like Word. he wanted to, he wanted to reproduce it. Yeah. So he got in the studio. He had layered up his his uh, his drums and and everything. He put his magic on it. Word. And when we got the record back, we were like, holy smokes, this is crazy. Like, yeah. it sounds... Like, I mean, not that Steve's Steve's right. version wasn't great. It just, you know, was Tool it, Man put a bit of that... Was it drastically different? It was, uh, I think, just... It, it just had knocked a little harder. It had it had, ha- it had a little bit more of a bounce to it, which, you know... Um, if I could still remember what Steve... Like, you know, it, they sound pretty similar. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they had both had the same ear for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you can't really... <laughs> I can't really say whose whose was uh you know better, but uh, you know I think um, if there's a word I could use is refined. Like Tool yeah. Man's was way more refined. Like he had had mastered a sound for mm. it, you know. Were so you yeah, uh, yeah. But um, after that, we all had recorded, and then that's when it was put up. Are we ever gonna get a uh, Guap like demo remix, like the original version, come out as a May- maybe maybe talk to Steve? That'd be tight. Steve about it. <laughs> And I don't know. I don't know if if that'll resurface, but hopefully, man. That'd be, That'd sick. be sick. Yeah. So um, I wanted to also address because you were saying um, you're talking about the styles of, of music that you do is, mm. uh, but you can tell um, sitting down, you listen to any of your projects that you're not only a music fan but you're a fan of the arts. Um, do you have any experience or aspirations um, in an artistic medium that's not music like do you ha- uh, have you done anything other yeah, other music yeah, or like do you want to i i we i used to be boy like i used to come to 393 i used to dance where we did um shout out to paranormal pandas crew that's my crew Word. um my family uh but i was b-boying for like i mean active for 10 years like i was in the b-boy scene heavy in canada too like mm. i was traveling to battle uh different events but that was the only other artistic medium I found that was like other than rhyming, you know, and music. That was the one that I had really, really um, stuck with for so long because it was just, yeah, it was like us growing up as kids having a really f- good time, you know. But mm. yeah, it was uh, that was that was it. I would say like you know I da- I dabble in other stuff too. Like if I could dabble in like um, actually like painting or like drawing or things like that. Like I mean I would. I would I was definitely doing a lot Word. at the time when I wasn't really f- like focusing on music. Yeah. 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 So you're, but you're you're honing in right now on, on music? Yeah, b-boying takes a lot, man. Like I think I think as you grow up too, it's like, you know, you're dedicating your time to a lot of other things, not just like what your hobbies and stuff. You mm-hmm. know, you're d- dedicating to balancing your life out like, you know, paying bills and all this right, stuff. Right, right. It's like you can't always put put time towards the things you love to do, but b-boying was something I had to put down. It takes a lot of hard work and like you have to work out and stay conditioned. It's yeah. like, you know, sometimes I just want to eat and <laughs> yeah. you know, chill. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Um I did have a question that wasn't from myself, but cool. uh, someone who who comes here, uh, shout out to Asani. Um, yeah, he wanted to ask because he, he knows yeah. you're you're a West End guy. Uh, For sure. He wanted to ask about Mirna's. Mirna's, what, like, what's my take on it? Yeah. Uh man, as kids, and I'll say this: if you're a kid growing up in the West End, is it's it's a thing. Like, you go to Mirna's to eat, and Word. it's a cheap meal. Yeah. Uh, and you get a lot of it. Uh-huh. I just think that all filipino food is not very good for you yeah. like it's really greasy it's not good for you so i'm i'm okay i'm okay i had mirinas growing up as a kid i don't eat there anymore but 
So you don't yeah. like even like home cooked stuff. You home cooked meals, yeah. Like my parents will still, okay. my parents still hook it up with the home cooked right. meals. It's yeah. cool, yeah. But I try, like, I mean, I try to again, like, balance. I I still cook my own meals at home, like, you know what I mean. I I, I try to stay away Your from. Your awkward pants set. Yeah, man, it's tough. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough. And when and and there, and and it's in abundance, right? Like, yeah. so you you just got a lot of it that you'll eat that for like a week, yeah. and it's the same thing you're eating for a week, right? <laughs> so yeah, but Osani knows Mirna's is dope. I just don't think that I can do Mirna's anymore, man. Yeah. yeah no, it's, that's not my, it's not my cup of tea, but that's shout fair. out to Mirna's, though. That's on Alverstone. That's on the block. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, you're listening to 101.5 UMFM, and this is 393. We're sitting here with Egg. Yes, sir. So um, I've seen a number of collaborations that you've done with um, artists, initiatives. You were on mm-hmm. the season one class for Refresh. Yeah. Um, you uh did that uh that show with uh with bnb mm-hmm. uh we, we addressed talk uh working with Toolman. um we, we've seen you doing a lot of collaborative efforts is there anyone who you haven't worked with that uh you do want to or aspire to in, in you know x number of years yeah locally uh locally i definitely still have um i still have uh some people on the bucket list um i really want to work with um Keisha Booker, she's still a very good friend of mine, and like I just have the utmost love and respect for her. So I really want to get collaborating with her at some point. That'd be dope. Um, Begonia as well, Um, Alexa and and the band, they're really amazing. Um, uh, Also, actually, which is like funny enough, I mean, I have so many conversations with Osani, but you know, Osani is a cat that I definitely, definitely know in the near future we'll 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 get to work i want to i want i definitely want to feature on one of his projects for sure and egg that'd be yeah you know it'd be a crazy yeah it'd be a crazy collaborative that'd be tight that's gonna happen though for sure um but i mean i think right now my focus is uh for collaborations is yeah like you know uh still obviously keeping keeping in touch with everyone in the city but i think um trying to look for uh try to lock down a major feature so you know really looking into some major artists that we can find and mm-hmm. i think that's like another uh, an- another step for me yeah. i think that's what i've been focusing on is just trying to gauge like you know um which major artists are out there in the world that we want to collaborate and is there you anyone know. you're leaning towards uh, particularly man yeah i never tell uh, man i never t- tell anybody these things but you guys are <laughs> I love I love this place, so I'll give you a scoop. All right, uh, man. I, I mean, not that we've had any conversations about it yet, but I mean, guys, I'm looking at right now are guys like Isaiah Rashad from TV. Yeah. Like, I'd love to have a fe- have him feature on a record. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's already really really big camp that they got. Yeah. Uh, uh, Boss from um, Dreamville. Word. Yeah. Tight, uh, Bossy tight. would be a super dope feature. Mm. Davies from Harlem. Word. Davies would be a super dope feature. And then really like anyone else. I mean, that's really ultimately down you. But yeah. Word. Um, so I I wanted to uh, talk about Smoke and Mirrors, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the brand latest. new project. The um, latest. What do you, uh, how would you describe that project um, to someone who's, who's maybe never heard your music before? If you were to just give like a brief explanation for that project yeah um i think it's um it's a very uh uh introspective smooth um uh personal record 
mm-hmm. I think if really to sum it up in one word, it's a very personal record. It's mm-hmm. a, it's something that I think is um, uh, personal to me because it involves the idea and and the co- the topic of uh, of relationships. I think the one thing that if people know me enough and my close friends, they know that like I, I like when love is in the mix like it could be anybody mm-hmm. you know when i show love to people it's very it's very genuine it's very it's very real and like but when it comes down to being in a relationship with a female or you know vice versa whatever the case is it's like uh that's where you know through hardships you find you got to find understanding and i think that's where i was trying to come from in, on this record mm-hmm. it was just to be able to be a, from a man's standpoint and be like i do my best to understand um, you know, all situations, all walks of life and like ultimately relationships. And I think that's, you know, that was my thing on this record was to just make sure that, you know, um, uh, you know, that there's understanding, not just men out there, but, you know, there's understanding men and women out there who, who just, who need some time to vocalize how they feel. So this was my chance and opportunity to vocalize how I felt in terms of that topic of just love and relationships and stuff like that so. uh. yeah more body less convo you've been working for that dream trip i ain't trying to get involved with you know you're steady on some queen shit man's all up in your business trying to fix shit but he don't know the difference if i'ma show distance that's because i got love for your independence and commitments but i'ma go racking up stamps on the low pack up my bags for the show on the next flight hit you up sooner than later i'll be back in liquor for show hold it down hold it down baby this is all in due time you dig keep faith keep faith for me got a bad boy like i'm big uh. Don't waste your time. Cause I don't wanna waste your time. Cause I don't wanna waste your time. Cause I don't wanna waste your time. Find some vino, body speaking all dialects. She ain't for me pushing that kilo. Lincoln digits like Kino. See shorty photo op out in Rio. Man fly, let me tell you, I made her an offer office like Vito. Couldn't refuse it, that's real. Rest of the show is pure, I got love for that. Love is war, she got the gun for that. Play it crushing like punters back. She up downtown, but I'll run the map. I see no page, that's a forte. Trying to do less when there's more say. But if I don't see you in 10, I'ma call you right back till we link up again. Trust if it's bound to be, you're doubting me and don't want more from you. But actually, I see so many types of changes, girl. But something about you just seems naturally. I don't want to waste your time. Cause I don't wanna waste your time. Cause I don't wanna waste your time. Cause I don't wanna waste your time. Just before we wrap up here, I uh, 
wanted to ask what people can expect from you in the future. Do you have anything else upcoming immediately soon or? Yeah, I got, um, I already got 2019 cooking. So I got a project coming out in April of next year. That's soon. It's very soon. Um, yeah, I've been working uh, simultaneously while doing smoky mirrors, but I've been working a lot on other stuff. Word. But um, April and uh, expect a lot of music just to be dropping in general, ge- in general from fourth quarter records. That's Word. gonna be January, February, March, up until April will be my project. I mean, and uh, I'm sure in between there'll be a lot of other dope <coughs> work coming out. But yeah, just you can find us all on um, all streaming services. Three Peat Music. Um, mine is uh, Egg. That's just E dot G G. Word. Yeah, man. Um, so once again, you are listening to 101.5 UMFM. We just spoke with Egg here on This Is 393. Mm-hmm. You can listen to Egg wherever you get your music, and you can find him on Instagram at E-N-O-T-S-R-E-V-L-A. I believe that's Alverstone backwards. Absolutely. Dope. Uh, is there anywhere else that you wanted to, to plug? Any other uh, social media or um, music sources or anything? Yeah, we got 3P Music on Instagram, all streaming services, and uh, if, um, you know, just uh just i guess to put this out there because my manager would probably want me to but um new year's eve uh at the goodwill is the fourth quarter record show so Dope. we're doing uh three pete and charlie feta if you guys aren't doing anything for new year's at the goodwill it's gonna be a popping show yeah, as man. always but yeah so i thought i'd plug that too but yeah i appreciate you guys for having me on Dope. thank you so much yeah, for man. coming of course all right uh we could probably uh wrap that up For war, free your minds and in all due time. They dig deep and resurrect your lies. Speak your truth and all will be fine. Don't commit if it ain't your crime. Commitment is deadly when prison are fine. So I would advise that you respect the line. Drawn in the sand, God is a plan. Reverb the rhythm, reviving the land. History gon' repeat itself. Working through our youth needs our help. Pommy is destiny, I manifested it. I love the rhythm to death till I rest in it. I ain't a prisoner, I can attest to it. I am the teacher, so be my apprentices. Do what I say, but
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to 101.5 UMFM, and I'm your host, Aryan Rakshani, a.k.a. Aryan Rax. Today we have... Gabrielle Funk. Most prominently, I'm an, uh, a freelance artist. I also do community art facilitation through uh, GAP and through uh, Art City. Right. So, what is your relationship with the Graffiti Arts Gallery? Graffiti Gallery has been incredibly prominent in my growth as an artist. They were... I actually saw my first art show outside of the Winnipeg Art Gallery, uh, which I used to go to all the time as a kid. But my first art show ever was Nario's show at the Graffiti Gallery. Like, I'm not sure how many years ago that was, but it was before I was pursuing art. And then they were the place that gave me my first opportunities as a muralist and as an art facilitator. And I've met a large part of my community through them. So they're very, very important to me. So what are some of your inspirations or some of the previous artists that you may draw some inspiration from? Uh, Well, I would say that the people who I draw the most inspiration from at this point uh, are my community, the artists that I have kind of grown up with, but also the people who in Winnipeg is a very strong local um, art community and everyone is very supportive. And I would say that, I I mean, I have uh, external influences, but the people who've been the strongest are the ones that are around me. You said you were going to art shows as a kid. Um, How young were you when you first took a a liking to art in general? Uh, Well, I would say that, the well, actually, the first time that I ever drew, my mom tells me I was, like, 18 months old. She has a picture of me as a little toddler in little, like, pink, I don't know, overalls with all my tiptoes drawing, like, really close to the paper. So I've always liked to draw. And... I would do it in, like kind of obsessively as a kid, and then I started taking it more seriously and decided to pursue it professionally when I was, what, 20. There's a, a difference between a, a professional artist and 
and drawing as a as a kid like when did you start to take like an, a, a genuine appreciation for professional art and and start to notice the things that you like and the things that you don't as much well uh i would say in my early 20s i decided i was in university for something different i was taking uh psychology and I'd always loved art and I'd always kind of fantasized about being as a, a professional artist. And after a year of school, I just had this realization that if I was gonna pursue it, I should do it then instead of getting really entrenched in a different career path. And so I just kind of, yeah, I changed course and Dope. started. So yeah, I was about 20, 21. Awesome. So um, what's, your, uh, what's your show called? What's, it a, what, what's the, the theme or, or how, how would you describe it? Okay, so the, the title of the show is Woman, Good, Bad, Bad. And uh, the, the theme, I would say, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of different converging themes that kind of come from old bodies of work that I've done in the past. But for this one, um, I really wanted to specifically talk about dichotomies uh, that exist in the uh, perception of women through um, religion specifically. So I... Um, kind of created my own mythology uh, and created my own characters that fit into a mythology. It's the start of like, uh, yeah, I, I hope so. It's the start of a body of work that I hope is a lot larger because um, I found it really interesting to, to create. Um, but I would say, yeah, the idea is just like an oversimplified, like just the title is woman, good, bad, bad. Those are really simple words and the grammar is simple and I don't even know if it makes grammatical sense. But um, yeah, I just wanted to simplify some things almost like dumb them down in a kind of like funny way hopefully yeah that's a kind of I mean to see it is probably better <laughs> yeah how does feminine feminism play a role in your art um, I would say that it's kind of uh, been playing an, an evolving role in my artwork uh, it is something that I've slowly over time come to realize is very important to me I think I mean I'm a feminist and that will and I believe in uh, female representation as artists and in artwork has this kind of like really interesting, um, this kind of a dualism there. There's like a ton of female representation in artwork done by men, but there's not enough of female artists who are very prominent or there hasn't been throughout history and those voices. Like, I mean, there's more now, but I would say um, for me, the idea of like, um, cultural expectations placed upon women and the way women have been portrayed um, and how that affects me and how that affects everybody has been the most prominent theme in most of the work that I've done. So do you feel like your identity or how you identify as a woman holds you back or any way or if there's not as much opportunities present to females as there is to males in your field of profession? Well, I know just based on even just like art history courses I've taken and reading and and stories I've heard that women have not traditionally had as many opportunities in art and they have been underrepresented, their voices have been um, not represented equally. Um, but I also feel very fortunate to be part of a community of artists that have been extremely supportive and I'm surrounded by a lot of um, very powerful women. And so it's been this interesting thing for me to know that on the whole, um, I'm part of like uh, a minority in the grand scheme of things, but I also feel like 
yeah, I just have a lot of very, a lot of strong female role models, and so I almost haven't felt it as strongly as maybe some other people have. If that makes sense? Yeah. Can you tell us what it was like to be a kid and go here, go to different art shows, to right now hosting your own art show with your own type of mythology going on? Totally. I mean, as a young person, my biggest dream ever was to have a, a painted mural and have an art show. And I thought it was utterly, like, the d distance between myself and that um, seemed totally insurmountable. Like, the number of steps that I would need to take to get to get there seemed enormous. And so um, it's still, that was such a strong belief that I held for even into my early 20s when I was pursuing a totally different career path. So, like, now to be kind of achieving those dreams step by step is, uh, is, is pretty surreal. How has your artwork evolved over time? That's a good question. Um, I would say it's always evolving. It's evolving right now. I think it's taking probably the biggest step in a different direction now as it has. Um, uh, I think I started off really appreciating the technical aspects of the like drawing and, and very traditional uh, mediums like drawing and painting. And a lot of my earlier work was practice and experimenting with um, just different aesthetics and different themes. Uh, and I would say it's still the same, except I have a much greater understanding of what I want to say, which is, I think, probably the hardest thing to learn as an artist of, or creator or musician of any kind. Um, looking at your Instagram, uh, which is Doheart, so that's D-O-E-H-E-A-R-T, and there's a certain artwork on here where you actually mention how every time you get it back in your possession that it, it changes its meaning. Um, can you explain that and how your artwork gains, I guess, uh, a different meaning throughout its existence? Does that happen for all your artwork, basically? Well, for the one that you're speaking about in particular, um, that was a self-portrait and a lot of my work is. And so those are extremely personal. Like the place that I'm coming from at that time is seriously reflective in, in the process of making it and also in the composition and everything about it. And so it, I would say that they're self-portraits because they look like me, but they also are portraits of like my life at a time and the way that I perceive myself in that time. And um, so as my life changes when I receive those things back and can reflect just the way you would on any experience with perspective, the wider perspective on something any moment that you've had, especially if it's been significant, um, creates like a change in the way that I see it. Does the art have to part from you for a while and then you to gain it back for that examination to happen all over again, that reevaluation? I would say that it probably is more acutely, I'm more acutely aware of it when I don't see something for a while. Because then it's like looking at a picture of yourself almost like from five years ago. And then you, maybe you didn't have it. If you saw it every day, you maybe wouldn't notice how much you'd changed since then. But I don't know. It just creates a more stark uh, contrast, I guess. Um, your artwork spans many mediums. And throughout the years, just following you, uh, you've gone from like acrylic painting to muralism to uh, pointillism. How would you say your concepts or themes are connected to your mediums? Good question. I would say that the themes 
I'm still, this show probably coming up is the most um, connected, the medium is the most connected to the theme. Um, I would say in the past, the, the medium has been more connected to my own like inner, just like these parts of myself that are coming out in the artwork, but like, like this obsessive side of myself or a perfectionist side of myself, like the more control over a medium I have, the more I feel like I can say exactly it, what it is that I want to say. Um, and uh, yeah, so for this show, there's sculptural work that um, I believe are kind of like reminiscent of a certain, like I was mentioning religion as a part, as a theme in one of my shows. And I think like sculptures of like gods or goddesses or like different deities throughout history are like that's a really like commonly used medium and I think there's a lot of re uh, repetition in this coming show which is also a thing that kind of relates to that so yeah this would be the first time that I'm really using it in that way with this show coming up I just wanted to ask um you said you basically developed an entire mythology as a as a background for what this is all based on um what do you think was, um, how, how do you think the time was divided between brainstorming and developing the concept between actually like making the art? That's a good question. I would say, I would say that um, because my work takes, the nature of it, it takes so many hours. I've been working, I found out about this show six months ago and I've been every day since then and many 16 hour days of like drawing and sculpting and I think I've like developed I started with a, a, a vague concept for the first one and then I spent 30 hours on that drawing and over the course of doing that drawing I was thinking about how I want like wanted everything to come together or like just thinking thinking about what I even wanted to say and then so I would say that the brainstorming happens because it takes me so long to make anything it happens while I'm making it so okay so yeah so it wasn't brainstorm execute it was sort of blended together well I, I knew that I wanted to create like a like a yeah like you said a mythology right. of sorts but I didn't know exactly what that was going to look like mm -hmm. and so I, it kind of unfolded as right. I awesome as I made things so what can uh your viewers or the people who are coming to your show, what can they expect to see? Um, they can expect to see a, a very multifaceted show with a lot of different mediums represented. Um, work that is very similar in theme or like connected in theme and also aesthetic to work that I've created in the past. But like something I would say is pretty, like a pretty divergent it also. So I would say it's a pretty exciting show and and you mentioned writing. How, how does that play a role in, in this show? I would say that because of the mythology aspect of this show, well, writing has always been very important to me as far as how to, because my work, I would say, is pretty heavily conceptual, or I think a lot about it, and so I want to translate my thoughts. And writing is the medium, I'd say, actually helps me do that the best. So for this show, I felt like I really needed to tell a story for a lot of the elements of the show, and I really wanted to do that with as in as many elements as I possibly could. So writing played a really important role in that. Awesome. Can't wait to go. Ciao. <laughs> this is 101.5 UMFM. We just sat down with Gabrielle Funk. We had in studio Josh, Stefano, Jean, as well as Arian and myself. Go out to her show. It, it starts on December 7th, and it will be going on for... 
About a month. About a month. All right. See you later. Gabby Funk's Woman, Good, Bad, Bad is currently displayed until February 15th at the Graffiti Gallery in Winnipeg, Manitoba. We end this show with a bonus track, an exclusive remix of Dead Prez's Police State by Winnipeg producer Rob Crooks. Thanks again for listening. Thank you, Egg, Gabby Funk, and all our contributors. Reach us, follow us at studio underscore 393 on Instagram. I throw a Molotov cocktail at the precinct. You know how we think. Organize the hood under our ching banners. Red, black, and green instead of gang bandanas. FBI spying on us through the radio antennas. And I'm hitting cameras in the street like watching society. With no respect for the people's right to privacy. I'll take a slug for the cause like you and Pete. While all you fake niggas try to copy Master P. I wanna be free to live. Able to have what I need to live. Bring the power back to the streets.